This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. In a moment, we'll be checking in with John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. And we'll talk about some of the recent news in the real estate market. Things easing. It's still red hot, but according to John, it's a good news market. That's coming up. But first, some of the consumer news headlines. The B.C. government is trying to make it hard for people to skip out on paying their COVID fines. It has introduced legislation that would mean people who don't pay might not be able to get a new driver's license or insure their vehicle when they deal with ICBC. This is a measure already taking place in other provinces. If passed, it would take effect here July 1st. Meantime, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association, the CCLA, has some concerns about all the COVID-related fines being handed out by the B.C. government. They say there were nearly 1,600 fines between last August and this March, and the CCLA suggests this heavy-handed approach is disproportionately hurting Black and Indigenous people, as well as members of other racialized communities. Abby Deshman is the director of the CCLA's Criminal Justice Program, and she says when you turn police and law enforcement into your primary method of confronting a public health crisis, you can end up pushing people who are in need of certain supports and services away And today is the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra's Day of Music. Since 10 this morning, people have been enjoying free music from musicians across BC online from a bunch of different venues. It goes on until tonight at dayofmusic.ca. Over 100 musicians and ensembles are being live streamed, including choirs, orchestras, individuals, and bands. The event uh, gives you a lot to choose from. You can navigate to specific performances on the page or tune into hosted events to meet the people and stories behind the music. Uh, The Day of Music was launched by the Vancouver Symphony Orchestra in 2019 as part of its centennial celebrations. So that's right. The Vancouver Symphony Orchestra started in 1919. And then, of course, last year when the pandemic hit, they had to go online. But it has opened things up to the entire world. And like I say, you can go to dayofmusic.ca to get information to see what's happening. It started this morning at 10, and it goes until the evening. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong. Coming up, it's real estate with our guest expert, John Carlson of 2% Realty. You know him as johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, he's got some news about this market. He says it's good news. And we'll hear from John when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and uh, our good friend John Carlson is here. Johnny Smartpoint. That's how you know him. JohnnySmartPoint.com is where he lives on the interwebs. You can see him there. You can also give him a call at 604-612-0080. Hello, John. How are you? Hey, hey, Martin. Great. Good to be back with you again. Excellent. Well, uh, the, the, the news seems to be moving in the direction of this market while it's still red hot 
Uh, prices are not going down. Things are being sold at a pretty rapid clip, but things seem to be slowly easing. There was a report this week from the BC Real Estate Association uh, that the housing market is, in their words, calming. Uh, it, it, sales uh, have slowed down slightly, but they also say don't hold your breath. But uh, overall, you see this as good news. Am I right? Oh, you're right. Yes. I think um, the report you mentioned is accurate. Um, the The word calming, I think, is a great way of, of putting the market because it's been described in recent past as frenzied and out of control and white hot and all these things. And lots of instances would demonstrate that, you know, that was true in a lot of cases. So it is nice to see the calming. And I think we should talk about the reasons behind that. And maybe more importantly, what does that mean for people out there in the market? But yes, uh, it's a good news market. I mean, today's message is is, is one of good news. Uh, when the market calms down a bit from all-time highs like we've just seen, it kind of opens up some doors for people to maybe enter that market and be a little bit more comfortable operating in it. And um, it also, I think, is good news for everybody because uh, when when things get hyperactive and inflated, perhaps, I mean, that cannot go on forever. And, uh, you know, it's nice to always see a nice, soft sort of a change of direction rather than something sudden or, or dramatic. So we're seeing the edge come off the market. And yes, let's talk about that. Good news for everybody. Yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, a lot of your clients are selling their properties. So um, when the market is red hot, they're getting big prices for it. But it, like you say, in terms of supply and demand, it's not good because uh, there's just nothing to buy. So that's stopping a lot of people who might be thinking about selling uh, from going into the market. So I guess um, that's that's good news for you. You're going to see more people who are a little less uh, afraid to dip their toe in because if you sell something, it usually means you have to buy something to live in as well. And that's difficult. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sellers are looking to buy again. And of course, that's good for them. And, and I want to make it clear here, I'm not you know, pricing is part of the, um, I guess, issue or problem with, with housing in Greater Vancouver and the Fraser Valley. Pricing is high and that gets mentioned a lot. But that wasn't the the challenge as much to the market as it was the lack of supply, which continued to drive prices up and up and up. And not only that, just made it difficult for people to, you know, I work with young clients who looked around in the market for a while and then said, you know, we're first time buyers. We don't want to compete against six other offers and have, buy a house for $60,000 or $100,000 over the list price. It just wasn't the market for them. And I, I didn't blame them one bit. So, uh, you know, it, it is, it's good news and it's very helpful for a lot of the uh, younger people out there. But also just, again, all of us that want a little bit more uh, time to think about the decisions that we're making. And I want to be clear that it's not just the pricing. I mean, and statistically, we're still in a seller's market. Pricing will likely still inch up, but we're not going to be looking at a price graph. Like if you look at the last three months, detached housing in particular, we're looking at three, four, five percent a month in a lot of segments. Price increases, it almost points straight up and down. So I see things now leveling a little bit, which is, uh, and, and by that, I mean, supply has gone up. We talk about these great sales months and um, you know March was the all-time sales record and April was not too far behind this year and but we we forget that also when, when that happens you see a lot of the pent-up demand that balloon if you will it starts to lose some of the air and shrinks a little bit because those buyers are working through the system a little bit and so we've seen the demand ease slightly 
Uh, whereas the supply, we've also, we have, you know, we don't talk about it as much, but these have been two record setting months for listing inventory as well. So I think that's just what the doctor ordered for this market, more supply, uh, some of the demand being eased a bit to take the frenzy off the very high points of the market, but still to be able to operate in a market where a seller can expect very good price uh, as a seller uh, and a lot of good interest. Uh, but maybe doesn't sell with seven offers on the first day, maybe uh, still sells at list price or more. But the, but the next step uh, becomes much easier because rather than fighting over such a limited supply as a buyer with other buyers, you might have the uh, luxury of taking your time and find the spot that works perfect for you. So again, wonderful news uh, from that perspective. Yeah, and it's all about, uh, like you say, supply and demand and uh, inventory is the word. Basically, things that people can buy, homes that people can buy, and that's slowly easing. And uh, that might be why it's a good time to call John Carlson. We're talking to John. Uh, He is Johnny SmartPoint uh, on the net. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. And uh, talking about new inventory, if you go to John's website, JohnnySmartPoint.com, you can see a few new listings. And there's some interesting ones. And we're going to get into some of the stuff that you have on your website in just a few minutes. Uh, but if people want to get a hold of you, they can uh, give you a call, 604-612-0080. Or uh, an email works as well. And it's really easy to remember, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And uh, we'll also talk about where the name Johnny Smartpoint comes from because it has to do with the fact that uh, you're going to save some money on your commissions if you talk to John. So um, are you, you, you're probably seeing more people who have been sort of um, sitting on the idea of maybe downsizing or maybe moving to a, another market, maybe moving from the city to, to a little further out because uh, the market seems to be easing. I guess you're seeing a lot of that now. That has been a big trend, yes. Uh, in fact, as you mentioned that, I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't think this is my 25th year in the business. I have never seen a market where there were more out-of-town buyers in virtually every market, you know, I worked in this year. Um, you know, typically in maybe slower markets, you might see at least half of the people who do your home are, are local buyers, local agents, that sort of thing. But when prices start to increase at the rate that they have recently, you know, buyers get priced out of markets that are their preferred markets. And Kind of like you know, uh, you know, the, the bigger cup overflowing into the smaller cup. Well, at, when prices reach a certain point, people just can't borrow any more money or or qualify for that, and they go into the next market. And so we see that trend. It's a bit of a delayed reaction. Vancouver goes red hot. You read about it in the press, and then three months later, you're reading about the suburbs, and then uh, two or three months after that, you're reading about Vancouver Island and the the, the Okanagan and throughout BC. So we've seen that spillover effect. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of that is people looking at themselves, you know, husband and wife maybe saying, hey, you know, we've been here a long time. We're, we're, we're in retirement. We can take it this year. Why don't we get out of the rat race and just, you know, maybe COVID has something to do with it. Uh, people get fed up of being, you know, maybe house rich and cash poor. And they're seeing these record prices a lot of times and saying, hey, maybe this is the time. Maybe this is the time we cash out on our biggest investment and we go up to wine country and we retire there. So 
that's a big part of it. Uh, and then there's the, you know, the affordability issue for young buyers in the city and the suburbs uh, that, that drag them east as well. So yeah, lots of out of town people moving around and I've never seen a market where more people are changing uh, postal codes as I do now. <laughs> changing postal codes. And I, I guess a lot of people, if you're in the lower mainland and you've had a house for a really long time and you're realizing just what it's worth and what you could get if you move somewhere to wine country or to the island. And uh, let's talk a little bit about that because during COVID, I think everybody has learned to use Zoom and they've all learned to work from home to a certain extent if they can. Um, how has that revolutionized real estate shopping? Because I, I guess you, you if, it, if it's a house on the island right now, it's not that easy to get to the island, but I, I guess you can, you can really shop online for real estate estate now if you're moving say outside of the lower mainland yeah it seems like the, the shutdowns and you know the virus etc have really obviously accelerated this trend towards more online meeting and shopping and and uh, working from home so there's obviously that but i also see uh families who are considering their bubbles you know maybe um grandparents who have recently retired now want to be closer to the kids and grandkids and sometimes you know, they'll, they'll want to buy a property that accommodates all of them. So, you know, you, you see people maybe gathering closer to those people in their family and making purchases together, or at least uh, one of them moving to where the other ones are located. I just recently uh, had a client. I want to congratulate Laura. She sold her, her condo and moved out to a, a condo in Chilliwack to be close to her son and new grandbaby. So congratulations, Laura. Hope you're listening. Uh, but these sorts of trends, you know, these are the kind of things. This is life uh, happening for people in real time. And these are the decisions that we all you know, look at and make. And, and, and a big part of that is where are we going to live and what kind of a, a property are we going to put ourselves in for the next number of years? Yeah. And I guess for a lot of people, it's it's a good problem to have, to have a, a piece of property that uh, that you can that you can sell and move somewhere else or, or, or do what you want with. And uh, if you are sort of in that position where you're thinking it might be time to maybe move closer to the grandkids or maybe uh, move move up a little bit, maybe you're on the opposite end of that. You've got some some little kids or some kids on the way and you need some more space. Uh, give John Carlson a call. Uh, johnnysmartpoint.com is the website. 604-612-0080. Uh, email is good too. John at johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, is the the email and uh, and and really quickly let's let's talk uh, in the time we have in this segment about the name Smart Point. What is the Smart Point? Because commission, when you're talking about these kind of values for homes, commission is a lot of money for people. And uh, the Smart Point between uh, a, a lower price commission and the kind of the kind of service and expertise you get when you call somebody like you, John. That's the smart point. Well, yeah. And I think that, I mean, I think that I would be a very good logical choice for someone who uh, is thinking of selling or buying a property, uh, you know, because of a number of things. My commission is, is one of those factors. Um, but again, I should note that commissions vary. Uh, there may be, you know, cheaper, there may be more expensive options. And, and when I look at things, I think, gee, if I'm out there hiring a real estate agent to represent the sale of my biggest asset, Commission's important, but it's not the number one, you know, the, the number one factor. And, and commissions do vary. So don't pick your agent based on commission alone, obviously. But compared to the most typical commission structures you'll see in the market, 7% of the first 100000 and 
two and a half or three percent on the balance. Um, I do save people significant money. It might be ten thousand dollars, might be more, might be less, depending on you know on your price range. But yes, I can save people money compared to the majority of the competition, while at the same time providing a level of service and a track record that of getting things done that really is is hard to match. I've been one of the top selling agents in Greater Vancouver and Fraser Valley, as you know, for a decade, and I've been doing this twenty five years. So uh, I try to match my experience level with uh, a, a, an attractive price, if you will. And hey, that's you know that's how people uh, feel they get good value, and that's what I want to offer the listeners out there for people considering selling. Give me a call. I'll do a good job for you. Yeah. John Carlson is Johnny Smart Point. JohnnySmartPoint.com is the website. And, and talking about commissions, you can go to, to John's website and you can actually see what, what a sort of a typical average commission base is, what John charges, and you can see the kind of, uh, the, the kind of work that John's been doing for the last 25 years. And you can also see uh, some of the properties that are for sale. And we've been talking about how it's kind of good news. The market is easing and uh, prices are still very high, but the the inventory is increasing. More people are putting their property up for sale and those properties are lasting a little bit longer. So it's not this, this frenzy to, to f- try and find a place. It's slowly easing. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at uh, John's website, johnnysmartpoint.com, and hear about some of the properties that are out there and uh, see what you can get uh, for uh, just over a million bucks. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues with John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. We'll be back in a sec. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and my guest right now is John Carlson from 2% Realty. You know him as Johnny Smartpoint. You can find him at johnnysmartpoint.com. That's his website. You can also give him a call at 604-612-0080. And we've been talking about how uh, the news is good. It's a good news situation in the Vancouver real estate market. Things are easing. And I I should stress, and I think John would stress this too, prices are not going down. Prices are still red hot, but this sort of this hysteria, this sort of uh, a red hot market where things sell at way over over listing, and uh, people are just uh, you know finding it impossible to find a place to buy. Uh, that is easing. So, uh, like you say, John, this is a good news market at the moment. It is, and you know, there's uh, there's always clarifications to make and. One I would put out there is what you said is entirely true, but your results may vary or what is it? Your mileage may vary. I'm still seeing some properties that are selling, you know, with multiple offers over list price. And it's not a uniform sort of a here's the market today and then it drops here. It's not like that. It's it's still an individual case of different properties and different markets with uh, a different uh, demand maybe uh, behind them and a, and, a, and a different number of listings competing with them. And so, you know, we got to look at situations individually, but I do definitely see a trend where it seems to me buyers are saying, hey, if I get this at a reasonable price, fine. But if not, heck, there's probably going to be a couple more good listings in the week coming up. And uh, and that's a good place, um, I think, for the market in general. Yeah, and I find it interesting because, you know, I would think if I was selling, I would want it to be a crazy market. But I think overall, it it's not good for the, the entire, the holistic uh, approach to real estate if things are all uh, all in the seller's favor all the time. That's right. It's That's n- right and buyers get fatigued. They get tired of it. Yeah. 
So, so I, I find that really interesting. But talking about how uh, this is a good news market and how inventory is is starting to build up a little bit, there is. Uh, there are properties out there that that you can buy, and uh, every week when I talk to you, I always go to your website, and uh, I'm looking uh, this week, and I see a lot of little green banners, and the green banners say new listings, and you've yeah. got some new listings, and that's good news. That's right. It is good news, and I, I, I always love it when somebody gives me a call and says, hey, I heard you on the radio, and, and I've listened to you time to time, and I'm, now I'm thinking about selling, so hey, would you mind coming and meeting with me or, or talking to me? I love that, and and a couple of these are, are people like that. A couple of these are past clients that I've worked for. One of them is actually a referral from a recent client, so I'm going to talk to just quick and let people know a couple of good listings that are out there. There's one uh, that I'm going to start with, and we talked about sort of the trend of families getting together in their bubble. And this is a property on an acre, just over an acre in Maple Ridge. So it's out in the, uh, in the East Maple Ridge, Thornhill type area. The address is 12240 McNutt Road. And if you go to my website, we're just literally doing the photos uh, now and publishing them. So they'll be there very soon. But this is a property that's going to be at $1,899. Um, it might as well be two acres because it's got a, a designated um, parkland in front as you come in the long driveway. So it's all treed and private. You can't see the road. Ooh, the house is only great. five years old. It's about 3,000 square feet. And here's the thing. It was designed by the two families, the kids and grandkids up and in the basement, an above ground basement, uh, the parents and the suite is designed for them. So we're talking about big windows and granite kitchens and everything that you'd see in the nice fancy main house upstairs is also downstairs. Then I love there's a 30 by 30 detached shop with a, a you know, a living arrangement, not a suite, but like a, a bathroom and a man cave type thing above it. Then there's another 20 by 12 garage uh, landscaped acre. It's, it's beautiful. It's private. It fits two families just perfectly and that one's listed at uh, just under 1.9 here's another one i'll mention this is a new listing and this is in maple ridge in in the albion area which is east of 240 this one's 10505 robertson again go to my website do the virtual tour walk through it if you like this is a total cream puff uh, <laughs> the house is um uh, less than 10 years old it's listed at a million ninety nine nine and it is it is gorgeous it's one of those you know roughly 3500 square foot lots with a two-story in the basement walkout basement with big windows it's bright it's got a dry bar uh condition all kinds of upgrades like you wouldn't believe go take a look at it. it's probably the prettiest house i've seen you know in that neighborhood and again it's a million ninety nine nine we are having showings but we don't do open houses right now we're doing um showings by appointments with your agent so feel free to have your agent call me but go ahead and take a look at, at the listing i've also got one in coquitlam on fleet street this is near ten thousand square foot lot in ranch park it's got a view it's elevated it's a 70s or late 60s house with a one-bedroom suite downstairs listed at 1.325. And then I've got a bit of a surprise. It's a disappointment, uh, but it might be um, a non-disappointment for the right listener because I've got a condo on the 18th floor at uh, 15 East Royal in New Westminster. Right. And it's a view condo. We had it all but sold, and then the financing fell through for some reason on the buyer's uh, side. But beautiful building. Uh, this one's listed at 5888. Uh, 18th floor views. It's a two bedroom, all new flooring and all that sort of stuff. So those would be the new ones that people might want to check out on my website. And they probably won't last all that long. And I'm available to maybe uh, other sellers who are thinking of having me follow the same process on their property. 
Mm-hmm. And if you go to johnnysmartpoint.com, you can see these properties. And I love the way you describe them because every property has its own story. One might be, oh, it's, it's built for a big family with a, with a you know, grandparent suite down below, or one has a man cave, or one has a, you even mentioned one has a dry bar. Which, yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess that's part of it. You go and you see these properties and, and they all have their own story. That's right. That's right. They all have their own appeal, and uh, I'm really excited about these listings. They're all great listings, and they're priced properly. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy and proud to be able to announce these out. And oh, also, maybe if you don't mind, I'll uh, throw out a shout to Brian and Michelle. I think they're usually listening. Uh, congratulations on their uh, sale. We just removed conditions on their property on Fieldstone and Pitt Meadows, and uh, they're off to new adventures um, out of town, as we, as we discussed. So I wanted to, to put in a thanks to them as well. Very nice. John Carlson is uh, Johnny Smartpoint. JohnnySmartpoint.com is the website we've been talking about. You can give him a call, 604-612-0080, or an email, john at johnnysmartpoint.com. And go to the website, johnnysmartpoint.com, and take a look at some of these properties. Uh, You can see what's out there. And uh, if you're thinking of maybe, you know, taking the plunge, maybe... Uh, moving away from the lower mainland, maybe downsizing, maybe upsizing. You should give John a call. And uh, I, I saw an, uh, a news report this week uh, about, uh, they were talking about how, how red hot the market is. And it was a home inspection guy who was, uh, who was complaining that uh, because things are going so quickly that there isn't enough time to get a home inspection. How important to you is a home inspection before you buy a place? It depends on the property, you know, um, but in general, yeah, that, that was one of the difficult, one of the most difficult things about, from a buyer's point of view, of being under the gun in the market when it was so hot. And this is, this is why I'm saying it's good news maybe that things relax just a little bit. Sellers still get good prices. Buyers have time to maybe do their due diligence. And, you know, as a professional agent, we're all supposed to recommend inspections. And we do. And I do. In fact, there's clients I'll be meeting this weekend and looking at properties. And we've pre-inspected properties prior to offers. And, you know, there's an expense to that. And But I think it's an important step. However, the reality on the ground sometimes says that uh, a buyer sees a property and they do their own look at it. And they might say, hey, you know, we've got to compete against people. We cannot have this condition in here. And that has been one of the one of the um, potential problems and one of the tough things about about markets where buyers may feel pressured to act without their due diligence. And my job as a professional is always to try to help people get as much due diligence done as they can ahead of time. So when they come into an offer presentation, they're prepared, but they're also protected. Um, So once again, market balancing out will probably be a good thing and and maybe those inspectors will get a little bit busier but for those listeners out there uh you know you may want to know that you still can you know even if someone says hey we're looking at offers monday at 5 p.m well maybe we see the house on saturday and maybe we get the inspector in there monday morning 9 a.m and we do a quick pre-inspection to make sure you're covered so that was a tough thing i i understand what that inspector was saying and i like to see my clients get uh, building inspections done but hot markets make that tougher. Yeah, and when you look at a at a property, um, and you you kind of do your own sort of pre inspection, uh, what's the first thing you look at? Yeah, and I'll make it clear, I'm not an inspector. I don't yeah. I don't do any inspectors. But you know, truth be told, when I bought my own house, I didn't do an inspection um, because the value was in the land more than anything. Uh, you know, at that time, and I already had an idea of you know what kind of things were in, and it was a it was a good market at that time as well. But I do recommend that people. 
you know, especially if you're really maxing out your budget and, you know, boy, you want to be careful with what you're buying for sure. Yeah. And in my neighborhood, I live in Vancouver, uh, Mount Pleasant area. A a lot of properties get sold and uh, the house is immediately torn down and, and rebuilt. I mean, is, yeah. is that sort of a, a Vancouver thing, or is that something you're seeing more and more, the teardown? Oh, no, that's, that's something that's going on all over the place. Yeah, people are looking for nice neighborhoods to move into they can afford. And there are, uh, you know, a number of what you might call the smaller time, the small builders, the, the little guys, not the big, great big developers uh, who, who can't afford to buy a whole subdivision. But boy, they'd sure like to have a lot where they can swing a hammer and maybe make a few dollars or build a house for themselves. And, and they do that oftentimes, you know, they, they make their profit by finding a decent lot and, and then building. So these properties are very, very popular in good areas, a, a teardown type house where it's kind of a lay down, easy process to, to put a new house in there. Those are those are still hot and those will remain hot for a while with, you know, people looking to infill uh, in, in some of the really nice areas. So, yeah, if you have something like that, boy, that'll be popular on the market for sure. Right. Uh, John Carlson has been our guest. Uh, JohnnySmartPoint.com. If you'd like to give him a call, 604-612-0080. The website is John at johnnysmartpoints.com. And uh, it, it's good to hear that you think it's a good news market. Uh, that was the story that I read from uh, the real the BC Real Estate Association from this past week, that things are easing. Uh, prices are still high, though, right? <laughs> With this, this market is still red hot. It, it is still hot. Statistically speaking, we're very much in seller's market territory. And that really, again, has to do with supply and demand. When, the, when that equation favors sellers enough, it becomes a seller's market and prices are likely to rise. And we're still in that seller's market. Um, having said that, we haven't really talked about this much. And maybe next week we'll, we'll see what the uh, results are. But the stress test is about to kick in in June 1st, meaning real estate sales that complete after June 1st are subject to a little bit of a bigger buffer zone in the qualifying uh, process. So there's not quite as much money at hand from a bank after June 1st on a completion as there was prior to, but it's a relatively small difference. And, uh, you know, uh, that's another uh, measure that was designed to bring the market under control a little bit. I think that probably had some effect as well. Yeah. Well, that's something we will, uh, you know, keep our eye on. And when we talk again in a few weeks, we will, uh, we will check back on that. John Carlson, johnnysmartpoint.com. Uh, John has been our guest, 604-612-0080. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And uh, people, don't forget to go to his website, johnnysmartpoint.com, and uh, see those brand new listings. And some of the, one of them you, you were talking about uh, is they're, they're brand new, and they're not going to they're not going to last long so take a look Probably not. so well we will talk soon john thank you very I'll, much i'll see you in two weeks thank two, you two weeks john carlson it's vancouver consumer on cknw i'm martin strong and when we come back we're going to ask andrew Welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on cknw i'm martin strong and it's time to ask andrew our resident expert on pretty much anything, he's our executive producer of Vancouver Consumer. And uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you about the, the Richmond night market, because to me, nothing says it's the summer like the Richmond night market. It's such a great place to go in the evening, and it's warm, and uh, they didn't have it last year because of COVID. What's going on with the Richmond night market? Well, I'm glad you didn't ask me about math, because... I'm not good at math. <laughs> I'm I'm good at I'm good at some things. 
Mathematic is not one of them. Okay. Uh, but the Richmond Night Market, uh, if you remember, yeah, last year did not happen uh, due to uh, certain circumstances that have been around <laughs> for a while. You might have heard of those ones. Um, they actually came out uh, yesterday on Friday with uh, an update, and it's one of those updates that is essentially them shrugging. Uh, they still don't know. Um, and usually it's about this time, you know, in a normal year, uh, that they'll have, you know, gotten underway. Uh, they usually begin in, you know, early or mid-ish May, uh, before the May 2-4 uh, long weekend. And so that's obviously not happening. Uh, what they're hopeful for um, is that they can, you know, get it going, um, you know, either early July or uh, perhaps early August even, uh, you know, and that's, you know, entirely contingent on public health officials giving it the the okay. Um, it really is, if this doesn't happen again, um, who knows what the future of the Richmond night market could be. Uh, they were already in, you know, somewhat dire straits last year. Um, and another year without, you know, any any income, any yeah. revenue could could potentially sink it. And of course, I hope not. Um, but that that's always a possibility here. Uh, and usually, you know, you think of the Richmond night market. And if you didn't know, and they like to advertise it as they really should. Uh, it's North America's largest, right? It's the biggest one in, in, in North America. Really? I did not know that. It is the biggest one. Um, and so and this is the one just to you know get your ducks in a row this is the one that happens out kind of near the river rock um not the one that happens out near vulcan on the other side of richmond um and so they're kind of wondering whether you know based on the state of vaccinations based on the public health situation uh come early july uh perhaps come august will they be able to open up for you know one month maybe two months you know a lot of the the vendors who actually, you know, have stalls, they sell the delicious food there. Um, they have their own businesses that they run during the day, right? So this is, you know, part of, you know, their gigantic revenue kind of bubble in the summer. Um, and last year that popped, and you could probably imagine a lot of people were, you know, probably short a good chunk of change uh, because of the closure. And, you know, even beyond the the financial uh, an economic benefits to this, not to mention, you know, all of the the jobs for for young folks, the youngins. Um, it's just nice, right? That's the, at the end of the day, it's just nice to be out there, and perhaps that's going to play, uh, you know, to a strength, in that perhaps because this is an outdoor event, there's not really any enclosed spaces. Uh, perhaps it gets approval before other, you know. Uh, indoor events, kind of like trade shows or stuff like that, because it's outdoors. Right. Uh, but really, again, that that's all up to you know public health officials. So they're kind of hoping, again, early July or August, uh, that they'll be able to open this year. But it's still a, a very much up in the air uh, kind of update. So they have shrugged their shoulders. Essentially. We're getting a lot of uh, shrugging shoulders. Uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry, she uh, shrugged her shoulders this past week when it came to the question of uh, when are restaurants going to be able to open for indoor dining. Uh, and we'll have that story in the Consumer News when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.